Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Wednesday, March 15th. 2023 in the Gregorian calendar and the 23rd of Adar 5783 in the Hebrew calendar. Stay tuned for the Travis Scott concert review. I have some cute clips from young people around the country who came out last night to hear the international rapper play for Tel Aviv, see whether they thought it was a hit or not. Now, let's get to the news. Mayor Rubenstein, the mayor of the large Haredi city-slash-settlement of Beitar Elit, is making headlines again this week when he called for all Israeli Arabs and Palestinians in the settlement to be denied entry to using the city's private buses. Rubenstein spoke with Transportation Minister Miri Regev asking for the phenomenon of Palestinians getting on buses to stop. Let's get some context in here. Over the weekend, an explosive device was found on a bus entering the settlement, causing the whole city to enter lockdown overnight while police were on a hunt looking for a terrorist that they believed was on the loose in Beitar. Beitar is a city-slash-settlement of Jewish Haredi or Orthodox people, there are sometimes Palestinians or Arab Israelis that come in and out for work purposes, but very few. Saturday night, the IDF conducted a raid in the village of Batir, arresting 11 Palestinians who they believe were involved in placing the bomb on the bus. In a later interview, Rubinstein lamented how during the day, these residents go out and support them financially, but at night, they throw stones at us. What he's referring to is the Jewish people of Beitar going out and making commerce with the Palestinians in the area. And unfortunately, on that Thursday night, the Palestinians of the nearby city of Husan were caught throwing Molotov cocktails into the city of their Jewish neighbors. Rubenstein later doubled down on his stance, telling a journalist that he ordered the Arab passengers be taken off buses and even claimed that police can interrogate me if they want to. This comes at the same time as the IDF mapping out the house of the 23-year-old terrorist who shot three men who were in their 30s on a busy Tel Aviv street Thursday night. That was on Dizengoff Street. The shooting happened just an hour or so before the ruckus with the partially detonated bomb in Beitar. All of this happened on Thursday night. The Israeli army is mapping the place out because they will very likely demolish the house. It's a common practice in the Israeli Defense Force, and the demolitions are done as a means to discourage other people from taking similar courses of action, and by course of action, I mean carrying out terror attacks. 
Two members of the terrorist family were arrested during the operation in which the IDF was taking notes and mapping out the house of the home of the family of the terrorist who carried out the heinous three-person shooting on Thursday night. Early Tuesday morning, a bill to create reform on judicial review along with the override clause, which has been suggested as a part of the overhaul, was passed in its first reading in the Knesset. The Hebrew way of referring to Israel's parliament is Knesset. The bill passed with a 61 to 52 vote. Prime Minister Netanyahu can be seen in pictures smiling and shaking hands with other members after the hearing. Although this was only the first of multiple readings, the advancement of this bill paves the way for Israel's judiciary to fall under full Knesset control, almost completely preventing Israel's high court from acting as a break or a check on the executive and legislative. One of the most significant parts of this bill is the override clause, which would simply allow a Knesset majority to cancel or override the high court striking down a certain law. The majority needed is just 61 out of 120. It's a slim majority, the slimmest. Another significant clause in the bill is the immunity clause, which basically means that the Knesset could pass a law with a member of Knesset majority vote restricting judicial review. If this goes through, the high court wouldn't be able to revise it until the end of the term of the Knesset that passed that bill in the first place. Other components of the bill passed on Tuesday morning include raising the minimum number of judges needed to strike down a law to 12. There are 15 judges in total. The coalition is also working to present a bill that would allow politicians to receive private donations, which the attorney general is warning can open the door to what she says is easy corruption. All of this comes in the midst of mass protests across the country week over week. Those coming out say they are against these reforms. Many are asking for more discourse and are calling on the president, Isaac Herzog, to step in. Tonight, Herzog is hosting the People's Directive for Changes in the Justice System that happened at 8.30 p.m. There's a live stream of it on YouTube. I look forward to tuning in to hear what proposals on judicial reform will be presented. Herzog asked member of Knesset Simcha Rothman to discuss other ways to reform the legal system. Rothman said he would hear the arguments but ultimately would not slow down the voting. I have another update on law for you. The Dairy Law, number two, is moving ahead. That's what it's being called by the people. Today, there was a preliminary Knesset vote on the law, and it passed. Let's give you the context. Aryeh Dairy is a man who was just a month ago in office as a member of Knesset with the prime minister and his coalition, but he was pushed out by the high court. The high court made a deal with him a couple years back in which Derry agreed not to come back into office in exchange for getting out of having to serve jail time. Well, when Derry entered politics again, within the time limit that he was supposed to be out, which, by the way, wasn't defined. There wasn't a defined time limit, but he tried to come back into politics essentially immediately after he cut this deal. 
The high court said this was an issue. Now his colleagues are working to pass a law that could bring him back into office despite this. Derry was sentenced to time behind bars for taking bribe money while he was the country's interior minister about 23 years ago. And then he was indicted and charged again for tax offenses. The bill passed 9-6 to six in the Special Knesset Committee for Amendments to Basic Law, and it may go to its first reading immediately. This law proposal, as you may have understood by the title of the committee, is an amendment to one of Israel's basic laws called the government. Because Israel has no constitution, judges are able to preside over things based on how reasonable or not reasonable the item is. The high court rules last month that Derry's appointment was extremely unreasonable, which makes sense because he signed off on an agreement with the high court saying he would not come back into politics. Then he came back into politics within a year or so of the decision. We'll let you know what happens with this bill that is charging forward. Thank you to all of you for your interest in Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, our world politics. Happy 500 episodes. Today is number 501, but I am celebrating the big 500 all week long. And I'm celebrating it by uploading a lot of original content. We had original content Monday. We'll have original content today and original content Thursday. There have been many listeners who have made this journey worth it. Thank you to all of you who personally finance and fund the Israel Daily News podcast by making monthly contributions. I would not be able to make it without your support. And it's not just the financial support. It's the emotional support. It's people telling me that they listen to my show every day. It's people sending me messages telling me what they think about a recent news story. It's people getting engaged in Israeli politics because they're listening to the Israel Daily News. Thank you to Jim Kim, our latest subscriber to the Israel Daily News podcast. Thank you for your monthly contribution. If you want to follow Jim Kim and make a monthly contribution yourself, check out the link in the show notes, which you can click on, and that'll take you to the page where you too can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. So check that out at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend. And three, you can follow us on Facebook at Israel Daily Dot news, as well as Shanna Fold. My name has two N's in it, and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. Coming off a great World Baseball Classic or WBC win against Nicaragua on Monday, the Israeli baseball team was on the wrong side of the scoreboard twice in a row, losing 10 nothing to a strong Puerto Rican team and then following with a loss to the Dominican Republic's team. Though Israel has risen as an underdog a number of times, that is not the case for this year's international competition of baseball. The second loss kicks Israel out of the running for the World Classic. However, they are automatically qualified for the next tournament because they did not finish in the bottom of the barrel group in this year's Classic. We'll keep an eye on you next year, Israel. Former New York State Governor Andrew Cuomo announced Monday night a new organization called Progressives for Israel, and it's meant to promote the Democratic Party's support for Israel. 
The Democratic Party used to be one that promoted Jews and Israel. Now, much of the Democratic Party is outwardly against Israel. The governor resigned in 2021 over complaints of sexual harassment. This shook the state of New York and the country, as many of his supporters saw him as potentially a future president. Cuomo says it's time for non-Jews like himself to stand up for the Jewish community and to also make it clear that Democrats should fight criticism of Israel with the same energy and intensity that they condemn anti-Semitism. The event was hosted by Rabbi Shmuley Boteach at Carnegie Hall in New York. Rabbi Boteach is a regular speaker for my Tribe Tel Aviv programs that I host here in Tel Aviv. Whenever he comes to Israel, we have him on stage. Travis Scott, a famous American rapper, came to Israel from Abu Dhabi on his world tour, and he gave a performance to an estimated 40,000 people at Tel Aviv's Park Hayarkon Theater. Most of these people were teenagers and in their early 20s, but there was a scattering of dads and even little kids, 10 or 12 years old, which made me cringe as Travis Scott sang some filthy lyrics on stage and asked the crowd multiple times to raise both of their middle fingers up to the sky. Travis Scott is famous for a handful of songs and has had a number of huge artists featured on his tracks like Drake or Kanye West. The Kanye West song was played last night, and the crowd did not seem to react, despite West has made headlines for slamming the Jewish community at large. Scott bounced around on stage with his signature braids and no shirt, but he did not have any backup dancers and brought only one a company on the stage with him. He definitely seemed a little lonely and tiny on the stage, but it did have an excellent display with fire and moving graphics on the screen behind him, which were very impressive. There were a few technical issues where Scott had to stop and restart his songs, and the show lasted a total of about 50 to 55 minutes, which almost every guest I interviewed commented on. Scott is in a relationship with and has two children with the high-profile celebrity model makeup seller Kylie Jenner which definitely adds to his fame level. The two live on the West Coast in the United States. Scott finished the performance with a handful of his most popular hits like Antidote, Sicko Mode, and Goosebumps, and then immediately and quite abruptly ended the show by saying thank you and exiting stage immediately. One reporter wrote for Ynet, which is an, a news site here in English and in Hebrew and in Spanish, actually, that perhaps Scott was a bit nervous and more subdued as in his last tour in 2021, 10 people died during a stampede that broke out at one of his shows in Texas. But don't ask me what I thought. Ask the youth. Let's hear from young men and women who showed up for the concert. I'll start with a young man from New Jersey who now lives in Israel and then head over to some Sabras or native-born Israeli fanatics who came out for Travis Scott on Tuesday night. I think it's amazing. I think it's great for him to come see Israel, first of all, and for the Israeli people that love him, love Travis Scott, to actually come and see him. Great experience. Best concert I've ever been to. I thought it was amazing crazy show the mosh pits were amazing insane it was great he he performed his best performer i think i've ever seen 
He's great. What did you like about his performance? That he's crazy. He sometimes he has like low, like slow songs in between each crazy song, just so then people will get to catch their breath. He's amazing. He's smart. He shows you the music he puts on, the beats, everything is amazing. Actually, I didn't say when he say bye to the crown. I'm so sad about that because I didn't say it. He told something to the crown and I told to my uh, friends, I tell her, uh, what's going on, okay? I see the whole crown going up to the, uh, from the stage. And uh, she told me, this is done, the show is done. And I said, oh my God, now? I didn't hear that he say bye to the, yeah, yeah, when they finished the, the show. I think it was uh, very good, but I think it was a little too short. How long do you think he should have played for? An hour and a half, I think. Actually, we don't see him too much because it was very, like, far. Uh, but it was very fun. We love the song, we love him. He's a performer. I had a good time myself, but indeed thought the show was just too short. With the last and most famous musical numbers being very quick, despite they were his best ones, despite people were singing them the most, they were in and out, and then Travis was off stage. So that is my impression of the evening. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Wednesday, March 13th, 2023. Tel Aviv has a low of 11 degrees Celsius and a high of 18 degrees. That's 52 degrees Fahrenheit for the low going up to 65 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. I also usually add in a few personal anecdotes so you can get the inside scoop on what's going on in my personal life. And I always mention our professional highlights from the Israel Daily News podcast. I'm going to send you off with a clip from last night's musical performance by Travis Scott. Took the audio myself. Really big for Israel to have this one come over. Enjoy the clip and have a great and productive day. Chase me one thing I know the party never hears. Swear it doesn't. Oh shit!